looking live or listening live to the Sons of Saturday on April 1st at 6.54. Why am I doing this voice? (laughs) No other reason than the Texas-USC game will be on the air ESPN tomorrow. Make sure you tune in. Tune in or you're an idiot because that's one of the best games of all time. Pat, we're here doing a little pre-roll action. Um, We have a great Dalton Keene interview coming up here for you in a little bit. Two pods, one day. How you doing, Pat? What's going on? Doing good. Really enjoyed uh, sitting down with Dalton and uh, hearing about his combine experience and his uh, different NFL uh, pre-draft experiment uh, experience. Uh, not your average NFL draft prep, but I'm doing good, man. It was nice out today. I went for a little run and uh, just getting used to this whole quarantine thing. Yeah, it's been going on for quite some time now. I figured we'd take some time, give you a little Seth Meyers-esque weekly update on what's going on. Um, Grayson is working tirelessly right now. It is 6.55 on the East Coast, which means it is 3.55 on the West Coast. Grayson is wheeling and dealing. Um, So we miss Grayson today. Other than that, what's going on with me? What's going on with Bill? Uh, You may have seen today that Skinny Billy was a hashtag that I've been pushing for a while, but... I've been dipping my foot in the pond. I haven't really jumped in. We're jumping in now. What am I doing? Two shakes a day. One solid meal a day. Who's helping me with these shakes? The Sons of Sat. MC and Taylor Kasky are putting up Instagram stories of ginger and celery and all this other weird stuff that they blend up and make some nasty green drink. Well, guess what? I'm on the wave now. It's like 200 calories replacing a meal. We're doing that. Plate pushes used to be a team punishment. Only had to do it once because I was 15 minutes late to a lift, but I did have to do it. We're adding that to the routine. Hashtag Crosby Chronicles. Shout out Coach Crosby. I was doing that. He goes, why are you punishing yourself? Well, I'll tell you why I'm punishing myself because I let myself go and turn into a fat slob. So that's why I'm punishing myself. What else is going on? The Sopranos. Me and my brother, we're sleeping six feet apart from each other. He was playing his guitar on full volume, and I was listening to Twitter videos on full volume, and we wanted to kill each other. So what did we decide to do? Take in some New Jersey culture and crush the Sopranos. You can listen and follow along. I have a thread pinned on my Twitter. And then we have the USC-Texas game tomorrow night in the Mitchell household. We'll pop some popcorn. We'll crack some breskies. That is a non-negotiation here in the Mitchell household. Pat! What's going on with you, my friend? All right. Uh, so yesterday I downloaded the app Strava. It's this like Ooh. running workout app. So you know, if you're a runner, if you like to cycle, if you like to swim, it's a great app. It's kind of like a, a Twitter or Instagram for uh, getting active. You follow people. You let them follow you. You do your workout. You post a picture. It gives you intervals. It's very nice. It's uh, one of my favorite uh workout apps. I don't have that many, but it is it is one of my favorite now and. Strava is not uh, paying the Sons of Saturday for me to say this. Follow me on Strava. Went for a run today. Kind of kicked the rust off. So that was awesome. Got to give some shout outs to my family. Uh, Brian, brother Brian, sister Kathleen. They're both doing the online classes thing. Sounds like a challenge. Shout out to the teachers uh, for making that happen as well. Small note here. My brother's graduation from Notre Dame was canceled. Uh, or I guess postponed, they uh, are going to do the virtual graduation as uh, Virginia Tech will be doing as well. Um, I know Tech will be doing the kind of like honoring their seniors at the North Alabama game in September, assuming that happens. Notre Dame did something a little different. I thought it was cool. They have, uh, they're going to have a big event next 
spring Memorial Day weekend to honor the class of 2020 in 2021 Memorial Day weekend. So definitely a different spin on that, but I thought it was kind of cool. You know, really feel for Brian and all the seniors out there who have to deal with that. But in the meantime, Brian and Kathleen have been crushing it. They've been making dinner for the family every single night. We got the HelloFresh coming in and they're uh, fixing up all the nice ingredients, got the nice marinade and, you know, really uh, Guy Fieri or whoever other chef's names out there, they're just doing a great job. So Emerald. Uh, Emerald, Emerald and uh, Bobby Flay and Rachel uh, Ray, my the angry guy, trash. the angry guy, Gordon Bombay. So uh, <laughs> shout out to them for doing their thing. Got to give another shout out. Uh, my sister and my mom made a ton of masks the other day uh, for the Morristown Memorial Hospital in New Jersey. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. My mom uh, found the old sewing machine and put together, I think they made like 25 or 30 masks, uh, which was really wow. awesome. Sons of Utprosum, daughters of Utprosum. And then uh, last final shout out to my dad going in, doing his thing every day at work. Uh, he's in a non-essential or he's in it. Sorry, he's in an essential uh, role, printing his essential day supply to pharmaceuticals, and he's still doing his thing, getting business. So that's awesome. Uh, so big shout out there. But yeah, Bill, we got to hang out again. We went to Del Barton a couple weekends ago. We got to do it again. Do the social distancing thing. Do some sprints. That was fun. Other than that, man, I'm just trying to see how long I can go without downloading TikTok or watching Tiger King, just to just to see if I can restrain myself from joining the movement there. <laughs> well, shout out to the Finn family. Mr. Finn doing his thing. Mrs. Finn and Kathleen, the masks. I mean, that's fantastic. I don't have a sewing machine. I don't know how to sew, but I know how to recognize people doing great things. And that's exactly what that is. So shout out to the Finn fam. Moving right along into hokey headlines here. Um, the day in the life, a great tweet from Coach Fuente went out. It was uh, basically a compilation of all the players finding a way, showing that grit, showing that hard hat mentality, and just getting after it. And some highlights here that I just loved, Cannon is peaking. Austin Cannon is peaking in this quarantine time. He is hitting the uh, the end zone puffer pillows. He's doing some uh, right rundown strikes. He's decurling bleachers. He's pushing cars. Shout out to Austin Cannon. Keep that kind of content rolling. Dax had some awesome Virginia Tech pants with VT logos all over while he was doing some some tippy 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 tappy footwork, moving the feet, tapioca, a little bit of uh papa. So that was great. Um Hendon Hooker was boxing a tree. That was <laughs> um I don't know if any of you guys have seen the viral video of of the little girl boxing the tree without gloves on. Thank God. Hendon did have gloves on protecting his mitts. So exercising, sons of safety. Uh, and then Walker Culver, who I hosted on my visit, huge fan of the Culver family. We sat together at the Georgia Tech game from Chattanooga. Uh, I hosted that bull stud. Uh, he was boxing as well. So finding a way to get after it. And it kind of just, you know, if you look around everywhere, I'm looking at my brother and, you know, he's taking classes like advanced science, engineering, metrotronics, and just learning all this crazy stuff. And he has team meetings, um, you know, two-hour team meetings, going over film, finding ways to lift weights, exercise, stay in shape. So, you know, it's 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 a lot of responsibility and a lot of trust that um, these kids have to have uh, and a lot of um, 
encouragement that these coaches need to put in. They're really coaches are really earning their earning their keep here and having to do a bunch. But um, it looks like Virginia Tech's doing a great job. I know Navy's doing a great job in keeping these kids active and keeping these kids um, doing what they need to do. So that's uh, that's great to see. Um, another thing that I noticed is just the negativity again. We talk about this a lot, and you guys have been better. You guys have been a lot better. A little negativity uh, uh, surrounding the uh, recruitment track because there hadn't been a lot of action. Here's what I know. Demetrius Davis is doing his job. The coaches are doing their job. But I don't know if you guys watch the news. There's a little bit of a pandemic going around right now. Not a lot of visiting going on. Not a lot of in-house visits going on right now. And you know who's not getting a lot of commitments? Everybody. So everybody just calm down, relax. But then Jammin' Jafar Williams drops a bizom on the timeline. Coming out of left field, he drops the eyeball emoji. And you know when we get the eyeball emoji, where there's smoke, where there's smoke, Mikey, there's fire. So what did we see here? A commitment from the three-star whip safety, Will Johnson. Shout out to my guy, Will Johnston. He is now in the Navy SEALs, former basketball standout. But we got ourselves a safety, a whip from Maryland. Tell me about this guy, Pat. Who is this guy? He's a smart kid. Will Johnson from Maryland, a three-star. He's 6'2", 200, had some offers from Ivy League schools. So you know the guy's got a brain. He's got a fine brain. He's got a fine brain. He reminds me of Michael Cole, and I'm going to tell you why. He can he can play. He's a big, bulky guy. He could play the outside linebacker role, but he could also play the whip uh, in the safety role. As far as this guy, man, I'm really excited to see him kind of captain the defense. He might be able to play that type of role. From what I'm hearing, I hear it's a a very good get from this team. I know he had uh, interest from Notre Dame and Penn State, and I th- he I think he was lining up um, some visits, but. With this whole pandemic thing, I think he just kind of found his home at Virginia Tech, and he's he's committed. Him and Demetrius were going back and forth on Twitter. They're saying, who's next? Who's next? I don't know who's next, but I'm saying we're going to get some momentum here uh, once these next guys roll in, whenever that may be. So I'm excited about that. Absolutely. Fired up about that commitment, no doubt. And like you said, it is all about momentum. Uh, we've been looking for some good news, and maybe this will, uh, you know, Douse a little bit of the brush fires. Everybody calm down. You know, press resume on Tiger King. Put the put the you know Smirnoff bottle down. Just relax. Calm it down here. But Pat, we had some sad news um, from basketball. Some good news and some sad news. We'll start with the bad. We'll move to the good. What's going on over in Mike Youngland? So our guy Chico Zay, Isaiah Wilkins, uh, member of the Sweet 16 team from a year ago, uh, sophomore will be leaving Virginia Tech and he had a conversation with Coach Young and Coach Young pretty much you know was straight up with him and was looking up looking out for Isaiah's best interests he said Isaiah uh you know as far as your future on this team it's probably you know not going to be the best fit for you and I want to look out for your best interest if you want playing time it might be you know best to potentially you know stick some feelers out there and see where else might have opportunity for you and Mike Young is looking out for his players, and I think that's a that's a stand up move. Again, you have to remember uh, Isaiah Wilkins was not recruited by Mike Young. Isaiah was recruited by Buzz Williams. You know he was more fit for Buzz's system. He's not going to be a fit in Mike Young's system. Isaiah Wilkins handled this extremely maturely. I was about to say extremely absolutely. maturely. He says, "Coach, I know you're looking out for me, 
and I know you have to do what you have to do. I know you have certain players that are going to fit the system. I think I think I fit the system, but I know that there are probably some players out there who you want to recruit with your hands and, and bring them in. Just to add on that, um, this is an extremely mature move by Isaiah Wilkins. But just just to you know put this out there as well, this happens in multiple sports, and um, a lot of people don't handle this extremely well. These are difficult conversations, especially for an 18, 19, 20-year-old kid to have, um, but an extremely, extremely mature way of handling it um, from Isaiah. So I definitely have to tip my cap to him, tip my cap to his to his effort and i hope he does find uh, a good landing spot plays hard good kid and um i'll be rooting for him wherever he ends up yeah great contributor to last year's team i remember in his debut i think he had 21 points splashed a couple threes in there so that was cool uh and then he had a big game at duke uh, at cameron earlier this uh winter as well so tip our cat to isaiah best of luck you will always be a hokey and he said that himself he said i will always be a hokey so you love uh when players are leaving, they leave on good terms. That being said, you know, when one door closes, another door opens, and we got ourselves a fantastic graduate transfer recruit yesterday. Cartier or Cartier uh, Diara, a 6'4 guard from Kansas State. He, uh, he's incredible. If you have not done this already, do yourself a favor, pull up his highlights. I watched his highlights from 17, 18. And uh, this guy is a score. He, I think the first like 75% of the video I watched, it was him driving into the lane, getting to the bucket, scoring points in the paint. Super athletic guy. Uh, he's 6'4", he's long, he's athletic. He can throw it down. There were multiple alley-oops on this tape as well. But uh, he ranked second on Kansas State's uh, team last year in points per game. He had 13 uh, 13.3 points per game. Averaged 31 minutes and uh, had 51 three-pointers uh, this past campaign. He's from South Carolina, so a little closer to home. Actually ranked fifth in the Big 12 in assists last year and fourth in steals. So this guy's going to be very special. Chester Frazier recruited him to Kansas State years ago, and then Chester Frazier left. There was talks about, you know, Diara having some issues off the court issues or you know um going at it with his coach at one point but you know this is when Chester Frazier wasn't there we got Chester Frazier on Mike Young's staff he says hey Cartier we need you come to Blacksburg help complete this team and we got ourselves a baller so I'm really excited he kind of reminds me of uh Tyrese Radford so to have two threats like that who could drive the lane are going to be extremely valuable for this next campaign Really fired up about that. Just just to note, um, just to due diligence here, there are reports coming out that he is going to investigate um, the NBA. This is a cool rule. A rule that I really, uh, I really at, fir- at first was very spectacle about, uh, skeptical about, but I think it's a good move for the kids. Uh, it gives them the ability to participate in the NBA draft combine, get some feelers out there, and see truthfully if it's the right move or not to go to the next level. Um, so that's definitely something that uh, or that is something that he's investigating. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Really hoping that this super talented kid, uh, doesn't get told that he's talented enough to go to the league yet. Cause I'd love to see him play in maroon and orange, but I'm definitely wishing for the fu- uh, best of, uh, the future for him and would love to see him play in maroon and orange. Before we get into this awesome interview with DK, two quick things. First of all, George, George, the legend, 
former Virginia Tech uh, tight end. Has George, we've seen you submit a few letters from the lunch pail here. We didn't get to ask Dalton this question, but we have to address it. He says, uh, with with the pandemic and with spring ball being canceled, when what what are they going to do with best mans? Billy Ray, do you want to take that question? Two G's, G squared. Um, you're asking the important questions, the questions that matter. Um, unfortunately, it looks like uh, it looks like it's not going to happen. In the uh, in the uh, Ralph Northam came out uh, for better or for worse, locked the uh, locked the state down until June 10th at least. I think doing something with locking the school down. No gatherings of 10 people or less, and. You know, I like to believe that Virginia Tech is following the rules, doing what they need to do, but um, Best Man's is definitely a staple and uh, legendary morning, midday, and afternoon for Virginia Tech football. So um, maybe they'll just front load it, make it twice as big next year. Uh, I don't know. Zoom. But that's a great Best Man's Zoom. Best Man's Zoom. Maybe that's something maybe that's something that's being organized. Um, but uh but who knows? Hopefully uh hopefully someone's holding it down for the boys uh down in Blacksburg. But who is definitely holding it down for the boys in Blacksburg? Main Street Pharmacy. I don't want to just do a read off here. I want to I want to sincerely thank Jeremy for what he's he's been doing. He was uh, he was highlighted on the news the other day for um just staying open, doing everything he can, advocating for for change and for people doing the right thing in Blacksburg, he genuinely, through speaking with him multiple times and just seeing how he interacts on social media and everything that he does, he genuinely cares about Blacksburg, cares about the students, and cares about Virginia Tech. So I really want to tip my cap to him and Main Street Pharmacy for doing an incredible job keeping residents safe and supplied with the supplies that are obviously so thin. So seriously, thank you, Jeremy Counts, and thank you, Main Street Pharmacy. Also want to help Sharkies. We were talking about best mans. Well, they're doing a great job keeping everybody uh, – what's the word that we're looking for? If you're thirsty, they have drinks for you, and they're delivering them for you. If you need food, they're delivering the food. Grant Watson sent us a beautiful picture of something that he got from Main Street Pharmacy the other day. I'm sorry, from Sharkies <laughs> the other day. Maybe he got something from Main Street Pharmacy too, but – Fantastic job. Good on both of you. Uh, support local business. It's obviously hugely important. I'm trying to do my part here uh, in Westwood and Bergen County supporting uh, local businesses. They need your help, uh, and we're definitely behind you. So shout out to both of them. Without further ado, Pat, do you have anything else here? That's it. Here is our interview with Dalton Keene. Fired up about that. And then tomorrow we will be running the 2017 University of Virginia Double Overtime Extravaganza. Rewatchable. Enjoy. Get to him, Willis, a screen to the opposite side to Dalton Keene. Keene with an athletic cut inside, makes a man miss. Now bursting clear out on the far sideline, steps through another leg tackle, and he is off to the races down the far sideline. Three, two, one, touchdown! Dalton Keene, 67 yards. All right, everybody, super special guest this week, uh, who we appreciate taking the time out of his... Lifting in the garage day, uh, Dalton Keene is joining us from, where are you, Dalton? I'm back home in Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado, uh, in this quarantine. I'm joined by Pat as well. Um, so first and foremost, welcome. Super excited to have you. Um, first question that Oscar wanted me to ask you, is it true that Oscar has put you into multiple headlocks that have led you to tap out? Is that true or false? <laughs> Yeah, only because I let him do it. Uh, okay. Yeah. He was kind of messing around, and I let him put me in a headlock. So, it's been a few. 
There you go. So talk to us a little bit about your uh, about your quarantine, what you're doing, uh, how you're staying in shape. Obviously, it's 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 a different type of uh, lead up to draft day than um, what we've normally seen. So how have you been able to stay in shape? What have you been doing? Yeah, I mean, it has been a little bit weird. Um, you know, everyone's kind of just doing their own thing because we're not allowed to go to the gym or anything like that. But uh, like I was telling you guys earlier, I got a squat rack from my high school because they were cleaning out their weight room. Uh, so we set that up in the garage and, you know, I've been working out with my dad and he's uh, he's trying to keep up, but he's he's getting a little old. He's probably probably going to listen to this later and, you know, bust me about that. But, you know, he's, he's doing a good job with me. Um, other than that, I'm kind of just running on my own. My my brother's uh, throwing, throwing me footballs and, you know, I'm just trying to keep my schedule as normal as possible. Yeah, you mentioned your dad doing home workouts with Wes. Now, Wes Keen, he might be on the Mount Rushmore of VT Dad Twitter. I got Wes <laughs> Keen up there. I also got Harold Cohn. I think they're 1A and 1B. Is Wes Keen one of the best uh, VT dads of Twitter from the Virginia Tech football program? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he has no filter on there. And he'll <laughs> he gets in a lot of Twitter fights. And it's pretty funny to watch because – you know, some of my friends from Virginia Tech will hit me up and be like, "Oh, your dad's uh, blowing up Twitter again," and um, it's it's pretty pretty comical. But you know, you gotta love it. So, what have you what have you been studying the most? So, obviously, a lot of film study goes into it. A lot of um, you know, route running, different types of, of training material. Have you been? Would you say you've been working out more from uh, back backfield sets, tight end sets, uh, focusing on both? What have you really kind of tried to harness on and work on uh, in this time that you've had to uh, really hone in here? Uh, I mean, I've tried to work on a little bit of everything. I mean, I think my versatility is probably my best trait as a player. You know, you can put me out at slot. You can put me at like a traditional tight end. I can play fullback. You know, I can play all these different positions, and that's really valuable to teams. Um, so I'm not really trying to focus on uh, one thing versus another. And getting into the season, you did mention that uh, your versatility is definitely your best trait. No argument there at all. And something that I just kind of found interesting that a lot of people may not understand or complained about during the season, and we'll use this stretch for an example here. So against Miami and URI, you combined for nine receptions, 126 yards, and four touchdowns, didn't rush the ball at all. Then UNC game, you had a catch for 18 yards and a massive stiff arm, and then seven rushes for 25 yards. So kind of speaking to that, how are you able to adjust to such a different game plan week in and week out? What goes into that? Um, and just how are you able to prepare and change what you're doing week to week while also helping out, you know, Hendon was starting last year, you were helping everybody get set up, you played a huge part in making sure everybody knew what they were doing and when they were doing it. What went into that? Uh, I mean, at tight end, we kind of have to know a little bit of every position. I mean, that all starts at the beginning of camp, so, you know, they want us to know uh, X, they want us to know Z, they want us to know slot, uh, you know, they, we kind of have to know a little bit of everything. So once they put us in those positions, it's not too hard of a transition. Um, and, I mean, with, with all the stuff we're doing at tight end, if we have to learn another position, it's uh, usually the other position is a little bit easier as far as the game plan goes. Um, so it's, it's really not too difficult on us. I mean, from a, from just a leadership perspective, you definitely played a huge part in getting everybody set up and, and helping with that. Was that something that was a big adjustment when you went from Willis to Hendon to making sure that everybody was getting lined up in the right spot? The playbook obviously changed. Um, 
how is that adjustment in the middle of the season? No, I mean, Hendon's honestly, he's a really good leader and he's a guy out there that everyone really respects and, you know, will play hard for. So he kind of had a really good grasp on, you know, what everyone, everyone was doing. And, uh, it wasn't too tough of a transition just because he's prepared so well, you know, his, his entire career at Virginia Tech, he's always been like the next guy up and, uh, he kind of prepared that way. Like, you know, the next play was going to be his, um, so it, it, he did a really good job of, you know, filling that role. So Tom, before we talk about the combine, we got to hear about you waking up one day and opening up your Instagram and seeing the blue verified check mark. What was the initial reaction of seeing the check mark? You know, are you a, tw- are you a Twitter, Instagram clout guy where you just like, yeah, it is what it is. Like, did it feel cool? I mean, it's, it's kind of cool. I'm not really huge on like the cloud or whatever, but um, honestly, how I got it, my agent just had someone do it for me. I don't, I didn't really have to do anything. It just kind of showed up one day and I was like, oh, it's kind of cool, but I don't really think much of it. You know, it's kind of just one of those things that, um, you know, it's kind of cool, but I don't really care too much about. Something that you know, everybody has said before, and it goes into the Swiss Army Knife thing as well, is you're just a football player, right? You're a, you're a ball player. You're a hard-nosed guy. You know your stuff inside and out. And that's not something that the combine really focuses on. It focuses on speed. It focuses on strength. It focuses on a lot of different aspects. So talk to me a little bit about how different it was to transition from training for game day, training for, you know, having your head wrapped around the playbook and getting well at exactly what you need to do on game day to doing a 40 yard dash, doing the three cone drill. Um, what went into that and who helps you prepare for, uh, for that? Yeah. Um, it was definitely a lot different, you know, preparing for the combine cause you know, you're preparing for a 40 yard dash and, you know, to bench press and do all these things that don't really apply all that much to football. Um, so I was training at this place called Exos in Dallas, and they did an awesome job. I mean, they prepared us for every aspect of the combine from all our on-the-field testing, like 40-yard dash and all that stuff, to uh, like psychological testing and wonderlick testing, all, all, all the like little details. And uh, they even did like interview prep with us. Um so it, it was definitely a little bit different and it was really repetitive because, you know, we were out there on the field doing starts every single day and, you know, benching three times a week. Um, but it, it was a lot of fun. You know, I met a lot of really good guys there and uh, a lot of guys that are going to be really successful. But uh, they, they did a great job preparing us. And that goes in diet and everything else. They're, they're, they're making your they're preparing what you eat every single day, calorie intake, everything like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll just walk you through a day like I would get there at like 730 a.m. do uh, PT and stuff. And then our first workout would be at 9 a.m. You know, they'd give us breakfast and everything before that. After our workout, they had protein shakes made for us. Um, And then after that, we do like recovery stuff. Uh, Second workout was at 3 p.m. Um, you know, same deal. Have they'd have a protein shake ready for us afterwards, and then dinner. Um, that, that was kind of our day. Um, they even, you know, we got like a massage every week too. Just <laughs> it, it, it was honestly pretty awesome. Like they, they took care of everything for us. So Virginia Tech has had some pretty solid tight ends in the past. You know, talk about Jeff King or Greg Boone. 
uh, Ryan Malik, Bucky Hodges. But this year was really the first time we got to see the T-Unit in action. Now, who coined T-Unit? Was it you? Was it James Mitchell? Because it was that gif of you guys doing the uh, the sensei <laughs> thing is one of the better gifs on Twitter. Yeah, um, I think it was James that you know coined the term T-Unit. Uh, I brought in the bow. You know, we were just kind of thinking of all these different things to kind of give us a little bit of a little bit of swagger and you know so we could have a little bit of uh you know pride in our unit and uh that, that kind of turned it around we were we were like the guys that you know everyone looked up to um like we were just that group you know leaders of the team um so you know i, I love that group and i'm gonna miss those guys a lot so as we move into a uh, lightning round here basically the way this works is you have no idea what's coming. Just the first thing that comes to your mind. Some of these are sports-related. Some of them aren't. But just uh, that's how Lightning Round works here, and we'll kick it off right now. So a question right. for you, Captain America. Who are your top three Americans of all time? <laughs> top three Americans? Um, Danny Dietz is my number one. I don't know if you guys know him. He's from Lone Survivor. Um, yep. Ronald Reagan. And... Nice. See, oh, that's a tough question. Um, it's hard to round it out at three. Yeah. Um, oh, there's like so many going through my head right now. Uh, Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt, good pick. <laughs> I'm not even what a it, racing fan. <laughs> great American though, no doubt. What is on your pregame playlist? Is there a certain song, certain album, uh, certain thread of songs? What's on your pregame playlist? What's humming through the headphones? Uh, I, I mean, I always just listen to like relaxing music. I just kind of put it on shuffle. But the one song I always listen to before I go out is uh, "I Got to Get Paid" by ZZ Top. Okay, my brother will yeah. be it. My brother is a big fan. My brother loves ZZ Top. He's yes. teaching himself how to play guitar. That's a great pick. And being a Colorado boy, spending time out in Colorado. A, have you been to Red Rock? Who yep. did you see? Who was the best that you saw at Red Rock? Red Rock. Uh, well, the only concert I saw there was Cody Jinks. And okay, but uh, that was, that was really good. We used to always do track workouts at Red Rocks, though, and it was brutal. So that, oh, that's wow. my experience with Red Rocks. Okay, need to get out there. Funniest guy on the team? Uh, Taiwan Garbit. That's two for two. Wow. Yeah, Bradburn said uh, Garbit. Best trash talker on the team? Taiwan Garbit. <laughs> Taiwan Garbit gets a lot of love on this podcast. I think we might need to have him on. Uh, <laughs> so Rambo, who besides yourself, you know, with the Rambo haircut, who's got the best haircut on the team present day? Um, probably Dax. I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I wouldn't say best, but his is just like the most iconic, probably. So here we go. We're we're rolling into quarantine edition here. These are quarantine specific questions uh, to go with the times. What is the snack? This may not even make. This may not even fit. But what snack right now are you crushing? Is there a protein bar that you're liking? I know you're on a strict diet, but is there something you're just like can't get enough of right now? Oh man, yeah, not not a protein bar, but my mom's killing me with these uh, like Reese's Chips Ahoy cookies. <laughs> Reese's like, Chips Ahoy. Yeah, that sounds like a dangerous yeah, combination. It's, it's killing me because I'm trying to eat healthy, but. Um, just keeps stalking up. <laughs> Got to indulge a little bit. What show are you binge watching right now? Uh, honestly, nothing. Nothing. I, I haven't been watching really anything. Um, I did watch Tiger King. 
Tiger King. That's the that's yeah. that's the talk of the town or the talk of the universe yeah. right now. Did oh, you finish yeah. it? Yeah, I haven't yet. I've uh, I think I got one more episode. Okay. Okay. And what are you listening to right now? Whether it be, you know, are you a Joe Rogan podcast guy? You listen to Grateful Dead album a day? What do you what do you what are you listening to in the background? Um hmm. I don't know. I like a lot of country music, but uh I've been listening to a lot of Motley Crue lately. Not country, okay. but I watched The Dirt. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. Made me a Motley Crue fan. My brother was watching The Dirt the other day. He's a big Motley Crue guy. He's a big, big Motley Crue guy. Okay. And then who are you FaceTiming or who are you meeting up with on Zoom meetings? Um, I mean, I've been FaceTiming just a bunch of teams. Like, they'll, you know, call me and catch up and see how everything's going. Um, you know, just kind of do, like, some quick interviews and stuff, which is has been interesting. But that's, like, how they're adjusting to, you know, us not being able to go visit them or they can't come visit us. Um, so I've, I've been talking to a lot of teams. Here's a, a follow-up on that. We always hear coming out of the combine that people get asked like super weird out of left field questions. Have you? Is there one question that someone's asked you that's just like, what the hell are you asking me? Have you gotten any of those questions? Yeah. Uh, the one that really stuck out to me was, I can't remember who asked it to me, but they asked if I was more like a cat or a dog. And, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to guess you went with dog. Uh, oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> My thinking was like I'm gonna go with if they if they throw me a question like that I'm just gonna go with whatever's more masculine and okay you know, hopefully I can't go wrong with that can't go wrong I trust you to make the right decision yeah. as we uh, as we wind down here I know you're tight on time we got a couple letters from the lunch pail uh, Pat you have one from uh, Papa Pat why don't you go ahead and kick it off Papa Finn and Karsten ask uh, have Dalton walk us through the catch against UVA. That was sheer determination. Every every fan's favorite Dalton Keene memory. Let's hear about it. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's a whole lot to tell there. I mean, I was just going out there and playing. Uh, it's one of those things where, you know, when you're on the field, you kind of get into this zone and you almost black out. Like, you don't really remember a whole lot of it. Um, so, I mean, I, I just remember Ryan scrambling out of the pocket and I – hit it across the field and put an arm up and he lobbed it up to me. And, um, I, I knew there was no way I wasn't coming down with that ball. May as well say that it was a very, it was a very dog. You embodied a dog on that play. So I will, I'll go ahead and go out on a limb and say that question, uh, question from Karsten here. Was it a harder decision to cut the hair or shave the mustache? Cut the hair. Definitely. Cause I can grow the mustache back and like, <laughs> Mm-hmm. A week, you know. Made the same uh, mistake uh, my hair junior was year. A lot of work though, mm-hmm. so takes a while to get that back. Oh yeah. Stephanie Gomez Wilson asks, "What non-football Virginia Tech thing will you miss the most, and what's your favorite game that you were a part of as a Hokie?" Uh, well, I'll start. I mean, favorite game has to be the UVA game from 2018. Uh, I mean, that's an easy one. Uh, non-football thing I'll miss the most is probably, I don't know if this counts as non-football, but my teammates, like, you know, my roommates, Oscar and Cole and those guys, like, I'll, I'll miss those guys a ton. Um, other than that, I, I love the town of Blacksburg and, you know, just the environment it brings. So I'm, I'm going to miss that too. Grant Watson, I know you played a huge role as a leader last season. 
how did you embody that leadership on and off the field for the younger guys? He also says, thank you for everything you did for Virginia Tech football. You set an excellent example for future Hokies to follow. Well, thank you. Um, I mean, my style of leadership, I was never a huge vocal guy. Um, my style was kind of just, I would, I would go and try to win, you know, every single rep conditioning, every 300-yard shuttle. Um, you know, I, I tried to be the hardest worker, um, you know, in, in everything I did uh, on and off the field. So I think a lot of guys really respected that aspect of my leadership. I got to say, I'll, I'll, att- I'll attest to that. I remember the uh, first day that you came onto campus, they were talking about this white dude from Colorado who did a whole bunch of track. And I think we had speed school that day, and you came in first in just about every single uh, every single drill that we did. And um, that's when I knew, again, Dalton, you embodied that, uh, that dog mentality. So I can go ahead and I'll stamp that for you, too. I appreciate that. Hard hat. Last question from the lunch pail. Uh, Wacky Wico says, something I loved in the Bradburn interview and I want to continue to hear is, uh, what do football players have on their favorite Coach Foo story? Um, I mean, my favorite, probably like my freshman year, I came in, I was kind of just like this, you know, hippie kid from Colorado with long hair. And um, I, I think I messed up at practice during camp or something. And I just remember Coach Fu, he called me out. He was like, hey, skater boy, how many beers you have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> <laughs> that was like the one – that was like my first, um, you know, practice interaction with Coach Fu. It was like the first day. Um, so that's probably my favorite memory. I got to say, out of the two people that you interact with the most in Sheepist and Fuente, they're the most creative, uh, let's let's say creative, motivational sentence people I quite possibly have ever met in my life. So oh, yeah. I could, so that was, that's definitely true. But uh, Dalton, again, I can't thank you enough for taking time. I know you're super slammed uh, for time. Just wanted to give you the opportunity. Do you have anyone to shout out? Any, anything that you have going on? Any events uh, that people should be aware of? Uh, no events. I want to shout out my mom because she gets mad at me whenever I don't, when I'm doing <laughs> stuff like that. So yeah. Shout out it. Mama Keen. Yep. Mama Keen. Take Hello care, Jesus. Dalton. Best of luck. All right. See you guys. Appreciate Thanks. it.